the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, July the 29th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On July 29, 1981, Britain's Prince Charles married Lady Diana Spencer in St. Paul's Cathedral in London. Most of us remember that. Kind of took over the attention of the world. The couple divorced in 1996. We probably remember that as well. Today in 1890, artist Vincent Van Gogh, he was 37 years old. He died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound in France. Very, very troubled young man. His paintings sell for millions of dollars now, as you probably know, or you may know if you're interested in art. But it shows his paintings show the digression of his life, and it shows the agony that he lived through. He was a very, very troubled young man. Sadly, took his life. Today in 1914, transcontinental telephone service in the United States became operational. First test conversation took place today in 1914 between New York and San Francisco. Today in 1921, Adolf Hitler became the leader of the National Socialist German Workers' Party. Today in 1957, the International Atomic Energy Agency was established and Today, also in 1957, Jack Parr made his debut as host on NBC's Tonight Show. Remember when those late-night shows, Jack Parr and Johnny Carson and those guys used to be on there? They were kind of funny. Marjorie and I didn't watch them a lot, but a little bit. They were funny. They'd give you a few laughs and one thing or another. Those late-night shows, now I haven't seen one in years. Honestly, I haven't. I sometimes read what they said if I'm going to use a quote on this program, but I, I never watch them. I mean, they're not funny. They're bizarre. And um, it, along with much else on television, has devolved, as they say. Today, in 1958, President Dwight D. Eisenhower, he signed the National Aeronautics and Space Act, creating NASA. And today, in 1968, Pope Paul VI reaffirmed the Roman Catholic Church's stance against artificial methods of birth control. Interestingly enough, Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping warned our president, Joe Biden, yesterday not to play with fire. (laughs) America's not used to being treated that way, but then that should not come as a surprise. It was over Taiwan they had their meeting yesterday on, you know, virtual, their video meeting. The leader of China told the leader of America, supposedly, those who play with fire will perish by it. It's hoped that the U.S. will be clear-eyed about this. The U.S. should honor the one China principle and implement the three joint communiques both in word and in deed. She uh, stressed that both sides 
of the Taiwan Strait belong to one and the same China, and that China firmly opposes separatist moves toward Taiwan independence. He said that the U.S. should abide by the one China principle, which is the political foundation for China-U.S. relations. So how did our president respond? He said, no, honest. He said, honest, the U.S. does not support Taiwan independence. In their conversation, the, the topic moved from that to climate change, interestingly enough. The Washington Post wrote an article in April, just a few months ago, this past April. In it, they said, the Washington Post, keep in mind, in it they said, with the arrival of another Earth Day in April, nearly half a year after the conference of the party's negotiations included Beijing's hopes for a rapid pivot away from coal, the fossil fuel most responsible for global temperature increases, have not materialized, whether at home or abroad. If I can insert myself into the Washington Post here, Beijing doesn't have a hope for a rapid pivot. Why do we believe that stuff? They don't have a hope for a rapid pivot. They're just telling Joe Biden and the European leaders whatever they want to hear. And they're going on with their coal. And I'm not overstating it. How do I know that? Well, because I've been following the stories and putting it all together. A study published Friday, meaning in April, indicates that at least 18 new coal plants abroad will go ahead despite the pledge. <laughs> Washington Post in their article said China is the key to saving the planet from climate change. So the whole planet is, our hope is built on China as far as saving ourselves from absolute destruction. China already consumes and produces, the Post notes, about half the world's coal and continued expansion of output and capacity making achieving its climate goals look ever more remote. They don't have any climate goals. They want to dominate the world. That's what their goal is. And they'll set with these people, our own president included, they'll set with these people and... China will say, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, we must clean up the air. Oh, yes, yes. Well, they're shoveling coal all over that country. And they're going to continue to. And in fact, overseas, the prohibition on new plants has led to the cancellation of about a fifth of announced projects around the world in Europe and elsewhere. But an apparent loophole appears to allow continued Chinese involvement. And the Washington Post points out with a tear in their eye, that China is going ahead and they're, do, they're building some coal power plants that were not even under construction when they made the pledge. They act surprised that China isn't telling the truth. That's communism. Even I can understand that. I mean, goodness sakes. On Wednesday, they said China confirmed a goal. This was Wednesday in April, not this Wednesday. China confirmed a goal of 300 million tons of new coal production capacity in 2022 up from 220 million tons added last year. It's interesting to me that while China is is trying to dominate the world, I mean, there's no real question about that, uh, but as they continue, they sit with these people, and rather than to argue with them, they just say, sure, 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 where do you, where do you want me to sign? And they just go right on doing what they're doing. 
and we, our leadership, is shutting down this nation, literally choking it through this the craziness of this green movement. I don't know much, but I know that. That's bizarre. And everybody kind of knows it. There's a few wild-eyed people that are fresh out of the indoctrination camps of public education. But they're out there, and they have jobs of some influence. They act like they believe a lot of this nonsense. In fact, some of the measurements that the, the, uh, the DEQ and other people are using there's a story this morning, Just it just broke about, an, oh, I don't know, about a half an hour ago. I glanced at it just before we came on the air live here this morning at 9 o'clock. And uh, a lot of the instruments they're using to measure the impact of, um, of, of in climate change of carbon is now compromised. And their scientists have discovered that they're not accurate. And they're looking into that. There's a story about it today. I'll see what it is over the weekend. We may talk about it the first of the week. I just didn't have time before we came on the air this morning to look into it. But, I mean, of course we want to take care of the planet. We live here. God has ordered us to take care of the planet because God created this planet and he gave dominion over his creation to mankind. And that means we're supposed to take care of it. We're not supposed to worship it. And we're not supposed to come up with all these cockamamie ideas about climate change and all of this so that certain people can enrich themselves and certain third world backwater countries. The dictators can become wealthy in their families and put their money in, Swi in Switzerland and, and live their lives. I mean, that's the way it works. I'm telling you. And I don't mean to be pessimistic. I'm just saying it's time to get realistic. So China's telling the U.S. you will not fiddle with Taiwan and our relationship because if you're going to get burned if you do, if you play with fire. And at the other hand, they're saying, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, let's fix the planet, let's get rid, let's clean the air, let's, let's do all this stuff. You guys shut down your economies while they keep working on there and expanding their economy. I mean, that's what's happening. That's why it gets so confusing sometimes in our world. You just... You hear things and they say it over and over again, as the, as the Nazis would say, somebody there would, would say, you know, if you tell a lie often enough, I mean, a lot of people have been credited with originally saying that, but it was said often that if you tell a lie often enough and make it big enough, eventually people are going to believe it. And that's, we live in that kind of a world because we live in a broken, in a, in a world that is broken, that humanity is broken because of sin. Because we turned our backs on God. We walked away from the Lord. And we have, we have removed God from the culture as much as we can. Meaning we collectively. Not you and me, but them. And that's the, why we are seeing what we see in so many different parts of our lives. And so many parts of the culture. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 34, verse 17. The righteous cry... And the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The truth of that verse is profound. Every verse in the Bible is profoundly true. It is inspired and infallible. It is the word of the Lord. But the righteous cry, yes, we do cry. The righteous are not above 
the pain and the sorrow and the difficulties of this world. We go through those just like everybody else, but it's how we handle it. In our case, when we cry, when we're going through difficulties, the Lord hears us. He hears us. And he delivers us from all. The word all in the Hebrew means all (laughs) their troubles. God is faithful. God is good. And God is in control. He hears and he answers. Maybe your grandmother said to you, as mine did so often, both of them, God hears and answers prayer. As a little kid, I would go, yeah, yeah, and I would go out and play baseball or whatever. But now that I'm over 40, they were right. God hears and answers prayer. God is mindful of your circumstances, whatever they may be. The Seattle Times wrote an article just a couple of days ago. It starts with this. Seattle's plummeting school enrollment is starting to cause money problems for the state's largest school district, and officials worry the students who left won't come back. Student enrollment at Seattle Public Schools has continued to drop the last two years in the fall. The district expects the smallest number of students it's seen in the last seven years, according to district projections. Those enrollment changes are expected to lead to staffing shifts next fall in elementary schools in Seattle's wealthier neighborhoods. Those schools lost the most students, likely, the Seattle Times says, because parents with money could afford to send their children elsewhere. The problem is not unique to Seattle, they say. School districts across the country have experienced budget crisis because of enrollment drops caused by the pandemic. The pandemic is a useful tool for a failing institution. It is not just, certainly the pandemic impacted the world. Every one of us were impacted by that. Certainly public education was impacted by the pandemic. No question about that. But I think they're giving it too much credit in too many cases. Seattle Times says school districts receive money from the state Based on the number of students enrolled, I might add, the state receives money from us. But they, um, so students enrolled, so a drop in enrollment means less money, the Times says. The enrollment decline at schools in wealthier neighborhoods when compared with schools in low-income areas has been dramatic. This JoLynn Burr, she's the Assistant Superintendent of Business and Finance at Seattle Schools, is expressing deep concern about what's going to happen to public education in Seattle and elsewhere. I want to talk to you about what's happening that isn't related to the pandemic. Parents are jerking their kids out of school in mass, and it has nothing to do with the pandemic. According to Virginia Fox, she's a U.S. representative for North Carolina's 5th Congressional District. She's also a Republican leader of Education and Labor Committee. She's talking about parental authority a lot nowadays, and people are listening to her because she's well-informed and she has a fair amount of influence. She says parental authority is the new front line in the battle for the soul of the family and the child in America. She says many school districts across the nation, I'm quoting her, are actively resisting curriculum transparency measures and bending over backward to hide the truth about what students are being taught. 
That's true. And that's why a lot of people are taking their children out of public education. It really isn't related to the pandemic. I know some of it is, but not all of it, perhaps not even most of it now. She says, as parents sound the alarm on critical race theory and gender politics in the classroom, school administrators are doing everything in their power to gaslight them, telling them that these topics aren't being taught and calling parents who question them racist and transphobic. Well, that's exactly what's happening. I mean, she's very well informed. In an article written for the Heritage Foundation, Fox says yesterday, it's time for parents to take a stand. She says she's not surprised that a California school board member, for example, recently called for a boycott of the 4th of July. Nor is she surprised that dozens of schools named for founding fathers like George Washington are facing renaming battles. These are things that I talk about on this program often, and if you listen regularly, you know that. You've heard this conversation, and many of you have responded to me in in agreement. I mean, we understand that this is happening. But it is the new front line. It is the new front line battle for the child, for the family. It is. She said, unfortunately, California is not an outlier on these issues. She says, quote, look north to Seattle. She says, you will find school districts that propose spending more on racial equity programs than on math and science. That's true. And that's why people are taking their kids out of Seattle schools and elsewhere. She says they're doing this despite a steep decline since the pandemic in math and reading scores. Additionally, she says 56% of Seattle students were found not to be competent in science, where Boeing and Microsoft was birthed. Kids can't even be competent in science because of the failure of the public schools. In classrooms all across the country, this controversial and historically inaccurate 1619 project is being utilized. We talked about it a year or more ago on this program. Again, it hasn't gone away. They just keep morphing and keep renaming themselves and keep pushing forward. And that's what this woman is getting at, this fox. She says they they are so tricky at what they're doing, they, they keep sidestepping the parents because they don't want the parents to get involved in their child's education or the lack thereof. It really is indoctrination. It's not education. She said, instead of lying directly to parents, many of these students are hiding controversial curricula by giving programs seemingly innocuous names like culturally responsive teaching or using so-called social and emotional learning to smuggle in controversial material. She's right. Fox News is reporting that one of the more egregious ways school districts are hiding curriculum from parents is by charging exorbitant fees for public records requests. This is amazing. This Nicole Solis, she's a mother from South Kingston, Rhode Island, she requested a curriculum of her daughter's kindergarten class. I mentioned this that on this program just a while back. After being denied her request and exhausting every other opinion, this mom filed a freedom of information request to get her a, a part of her daughter's 
curriculum, her kindergarten daughter, about what they were teaching her kid. So she filed for this freedom of information request. The district responded to her and charged her $74,000. That's verified. This was not an isolated incident. The Oregon Department of Education charges $10 per email if they respond to parents. In one instance, it charged a parent, one that we know of, it charged a parent $1,525 for a single document. There are other cases out there. I'm looking at the copy of a letter right now in response, the Oregon Department of Education to a parent. They were asking for information regarding their children's curriculum, what they're being taught in, in public school, in Oregon public school, and the bill, I'm looking at it at a copy of it myself. It's nine thousand six hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> you say, well, there there must be more to that story than there must be more than that to it. Well, there is. They don't want you to see what they're teaching your child. That's the rest of the story. Parents are not the only ones facing these high fees. Journalists, <laughs> of all people, I mean, these reporters who are used to having access to everything all the time so they can spin it and reweave it and, you know, get their message out for the most part. They're, they're having a problem. A journalist in Iowa who sought information related to Transgender Week at this Lynn Mar High School in Marion was told that his request would cost $604,000. I'm not kidding. Using these exorbitant fees to dissuade parents and journalists from accessing public records is an abuse of power and it's a tactic that's clearly intended to keep parents in the dark that's why i talk about this so 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 passionately and from time to time on this program i mean you have no idea unless you're informed about this what's going on behind the scene this is a brutal attempt to own your child and own what your child eventually becomes and believes. These school districts are disregarding parents' rights to have a say in their children's education. The belief that education bureaucracy, not parents, should decide what children learn is growing. It's a concerning trend. For example, remember the gubernatorial race in Virginia? Again, we talked about that on this program. And this Virginia Fox, a congresswoman, she mentions this. She said Democrat candidate Terry McCullough, who was a shoe-in, every, everybody knew he was going to win, except he didn't, because he made a stupid statement. He said parents should not influence what schools teach their children. Schools are better prepared to teach the children than the parents. And he lost the race. Thankfully. He said parents should not have any influence. This Nicole Hannah-Jones, she's the author, she's a former, or maybe she's still with the New York Times. She's been awarded and lauded and celebrated and worshipped by some. She's the kind of the originator of this 1619 project. She's the founder of it. She seems to agree in all the stuff she's written. K-12 through educators, not parents, are the experts who should be teaching them, she says. That's a quote. The problem is that when parents fight back, they become the bad guys. What happens when parents fight back, affirming their right to know what their children are being taught? They become bad guys. They enforce 
the entire force of education bureaucracy, the, 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 the unions, the millions, billions of dollars of taxpayer dollars in most cases are put behind their efforts to really discredit parents who start asking questions. If this doesn't look like Hitler of a generation ago, I don't know what it looks like. It kind of sounds like Xi Jinping in China yesterday speaking to our president. Shut up and get out of the way because we're going to educate your child, whether you like it or not. And we're going to teach them what we want them to know. And they're going to become what we want them to become. In the most part, it's activists. Kids come out of school with a degree in activists. They know how to go out and create chaos and they know how to skirt the law so they don't get arrested. I mean, although very few of them do, even when they're burning buildings down. But, I mean, school is failing miserably. And there are still people just going along like this is the 1920s and Norman Rockwell is standing on the corner helping kids across the street. It's concerning to me. I love kids. I have kids. I have grandkids. Marjorie and I even have a great-grandkid now, a little one. Man, she's smart. Let me tell you. The Rochester, Michigan Community School District was accused of monitoring the social media accounts of 200 parents. They were running a shadow coverage on those accounts, on their social media accounts. In one case, the district was forced to pay $190,000 to a parent who sued, who had advocated on social media for a return to in-person learning in school. They thought that was important. They were making a big deal out of it. They have a right to do that. But the district said, oh, no. So they contacted this woman's, this mother's employer and took steps and said some things that led to her termination. So the woman sued and won. And she was awarded $190,000 from the school district. Congressman Fox says parents are also being targeted for opposing the left's gender ideology throughout the country. Parents who refuse to provide gender-affirming care to their children now risk losing custody or being accused of child abuse. All they have to do is make an accusation. Children are also being targeted. There are several cases. Last year, Planned Parenthood distributed sex ed flyers in Stewart Middle School in Tacoma, Washington. I talked about it here. In fact, I heard from some in Tacoma who were very aware of that. They were telling 11-year-old kids they could have sex as long as their partner isn't older than 13. The flyer. I included this flyer and a lot of what I'm saying in an article that I wrote on faithandfreedom.us, our website. You might want to check this out and look into it more deeply, particularly if you have children or grandchildren in public school. Angry parents got a hold of this flyer. They contacted the school's administrators after eighth grade kids brought home the graphic flyer. The flyer informed them that children could get an abortion at any age and on and on it went. Talked about birth control, HIV, STD testing. These are eighth grade kids. The flyer encouraged sexting and advertised that condoms and emergency contraception could be obtained at any age. Parents were livid, so they contacted this Eric Hogan. He was uh, Tacoma Public Schools Assistant Director of Secondary Education in, in the Tacoma School District. He responded to them, and I don't have time to read his letter, but at the bottom of it he said, 
We are so sorry that this flyer came home. It was not intended to be brought home. In other words, not sorry at all for what they're doing. He's sorry he got caught. We'll continue our conversation tomorrow or on Monday. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.